Hello, Red Shirts, and welcome to another episode of Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today I talk about how the party got revenge for their near TPK. But first, here's a call-in from Joe Richter of the Hindsightless podcast about a time he's rolling hot as a game master. Take it away, Joe. Hey, Larry, congratulations on your last episode. Well, not your last episode, your one before your last episode on being such a big hit. That's awesome, dude. And man, I know all about what it's like to run a game when the party is rolling like crap and me as the dungeon master is rolling lights out. On uh, Friday night, I just ran a game and the party was fighting a bunch of zombies, which shouldn't have been a big deal. But I watched a player roll a four, a three, a two, and a one in that order to hit. And every time the zombies... Uh, we're rolling. I was getting at least I was rolling 15s or higher. And then for damage, I was rolling max damage over and over and over again. And I thought they were all going to die. But the uh, random number generator finally turned it around and the party came back and won. But great episodes, man. Keep it up. Peace out. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that. And now... Session before last, the party had a near TPK at the hands of a nightmare-riding anti-paladin. Well, this session, they had gotten to Haven and resupplied and had were now heading back, and they made it without issue to Cliffcrest. And they stopped their three sand ships about a 20-minute ride by Qual to the city. A Qual is a large, flightless bird that is used as a beast of burden or a riding animal. So they ride in and find the stone docks of the city either empty or with wreckage of burnt sand ships and bodies. The gnome thief illusionist that has the ebony black miniature fly is, that is a figurine of wondrous power called forth this pony-sized fly and rode it over the city and saw that this obelisk that had warnings about the necromancer in one direction and the temple of binding in another was wrecked and the walls of the city had many breaches there were signs of fire and destruction and lots of undead roaming around the party wanted to go check out the obelisk once the gnome reported back and everybody except the highest level magic user and the druid went to check out the obelisk. The high solid magic user is the one that has the brazier that has to do with fire elementals. And he lit that brazier and sent forth the fire elemental and told it to destroy any undead that it saw and to stay in sight of the obelisk. So it basically is a big pyre of fire and attracts lots of undead. And I kept rolling on my random encounter tables and it had attracted over a hundred skeletons but because they had no magic power and were below a certain level of hit dice they couldn't even hurt the thing so the mere fact of attacking the fire elemental would hurt them and skeletons have no intelligence so they're going to attack anything that is quote-unquote hostile to the skeletons or meet its understanding of its orders to attack. And so that keeps the party covered, and they lucked out there because it was a bigger attraction than anything the party was doing. The party looked over the obelisk and saw symbols of the necromancer 
painted in blood on the wreckage of the obelisk. They then decide to go check out the temple, thinking that they'll find something valuable, like religious artifacts or whatnot, they can take back to the temple in Haven. And on their way there, they get near a house that's more or less intact, and there's a fellow in there motioning them to be quiet and stand back, and they look off where he's pointing, and some shadowy figures were approaching. This was just after sunset, so these figures were not all there, shadows, and they decided to attack, and of course all their physical weapons did little to no damage, and the cleric turned them, and so they didn't have to deal with the large number of shadows I rolled up randomly. I believe it was like a dozen or something like that. They have not yet run into shadows thus far. The gnome then decided to go check out over the leader of Cliffcrest's palace, and I'm using the word Jarl to indicate the leader of the Sand Viking settlements. And so he gets on his, well, he's still on his uh, ebony fly, and he goes over the palace, and the roof was all collapsed, and he saw this fellow known as the champion, the anti-paladin, leaning over someone tied to a table, doing unspeakable things. He was basically flaying the poor soul alive. He managed to not be seen because the champion was so engrossed in his work, but the nightmare noticed him. But Dinkus had surprise. He's the gnome. He cast Color Spray and stunned the nightmare. He then cast a wall of fog. And then he used his scroll of protection from undead because he figured there would be a chance he might need that. Then the nightmare flew up and attacked him because he hadn't gotten any distance yet. He managed to break ahead because the fly was faster than the nightmare. And he cast Ventriloquism, faking the call of the champion calling the nightmare back. And it worked. The dice were in favor of that plan. Then, because their party is split three ways, back to the guy signaling them, they find this warrior-type guy, and he's got an unconscious warrior with him who is injured, an elderly couple, and there's three women and several children, including an infant, a toddler, and then the others are ages 5 to 15. So now they've got this group of refugees who couldn't get away, and they thought they... Nobody got away, so the party escorts them to the dock, not the one where the wizard has the brazier. The champion then gets on the nightmare, and he goes towards the magic user with the brazier. And the magic user had enlarged the fire elemental, so I ruled what size it made the elemental based on how many hit dice it had. And it didn't increase its attack, it just made it bigger. And the elemental attempted to attack the flying nightmare and missed. And the nightmare attacked it. And the champion used his last javelin of lightning to injure the elemental. The gnome illusionist used color spray again to stun the nightmare, who fell to its death after receiving other wounds from both the elemental and members of the party. The champion was then face to face with the elemental. He managed to knock the elemental down to two hit points. And the magic user with the brazier slowed and then held the champion. And just like with the fight with the dwarf who was confused and thought he was a gnome, the same fighter, the half-elf magic user Joral, just walked up and dispatched him. And Chesty collected the head of the champion. They looted his body, magic weapons and armor and other stuff. 
And while the fight with the champion went on, Radan, who is the twin sibling of the Chosen, escorted the refugees back to the sand ships. The gnome flew back to the, the Jarl's palace, and the torture victim was had been killed, because if the champion couldn't enjoy his torturing whoever this was, he wasn't going to let him get away. The champion had three ogre followers, and they stepped out of the shadows and surprised the gnome who had gotten off of his fly, and they managed to injure him before he was able to make a break, and he narrowly made it back to the fly and flew away. The rest of the party found the ogres, and the ogres took longer to take down than the nightmare and the champion because they were rolling terrible, but they managed to do it. And the player that loves fighting ogres was not there last time, so he missed out on the fun. He tends to one-hit or two-hit kill an ogre. The Earl's palace is a looted ruin. The temple is desecrated and looted. It's covered with symbols, the necromancer in blood. And the party then makes their way back to their ships to decide what to do next. So that's where we pick up tomorrow. And it will be interesting to see if they head back to Haven to report, or if they press on, or muck about more with Cliffcrest. I don't know what they're going to do for sure. We'll find out. And when it happens, I'll share it here. I want to thank all the over 400 listeners, over 460 listeners I've had on my last episode. And I would invite you to listen to all my other episodes. This is episode 197. So that tells you how many other episodes there are. If you've not heard my prior episodes, give them a listen. I've got all sorts of different topics, not just talking about gameplay. And I just hope you all are doing well in the midst of COVID. And as always, game on. Knows how to wield a sword. Spells arcane and divine. I'll hold a shield to a wolf. And if you have the time, he's got a mean sales pitch. He even makes it rhyme. And if you need a job, this is his go to line. So you wanna die for? left to buy But if you want to die rich Go go to find both eyes Then raise up your long sword Follow me and die Yeah, raise up your long sword